see our ads in the back of uh, Hustler and Popular Mechanics, and our, our ads actually say they can get rich quick. <laughs> Hustler? Yeah. You know the girly magazine? Yeah. yeah. Nudie mag. A lot. Yeah. We're helping them finance uh, houses. We're helping them buy their wife a diamond ring, a boat, maybe. Is this, is this, uh, is this stuff regulated or you guys? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Vent Show. It's time to air that shit out again today. Man, it's been a pleasure to be alive in these great times. Summer's almost over. We're about to approach the fall season. You know, September's right around the corner. September 1st would be tomorrow as I'm recording. And then, yeah, by the way, this these are going to be, uh, this is more than my more monologues. Sorry, no guests. This is going to be a straight monologue. I don't have a surprise visit in the end of or in the middle of the episode. But don't worry. It's only going to be 20, 30 minutes tops. I know I'm long-winded, guys. I know. But, hey, you love me for it, right? Don't I make your day go by smooth? You be at the cubicle hacking away at this keyboard. Or you be twisting knobs, tightening bolts, jackhammering through sled, uh, concrete. You know? Shoot. Some podcasts are good for dicking around. <laughs> and getting your work done at the same time so um yeah actually as a matter of fact that's another question i want to ask people um exactly what would be the best topics to be covering as far as current events i need you guys to reach out to me um i definitely make it a point to try and be just about the current events but i do want to talk about any and everything the event show is about that so any of your ideas that you guys want me to cover as far as and it couldn't be anything we can go from religion all the way to you know what is common in you know balenciaga apparel you know i don't really care high fashion we can run that shit aliens we can run that shit speaking of which i might press gang y'all to listen to an aliens episode because i think that uh will transcend a lot of topics that involve history but long story short that's probably gonna be after this one um but yeah, the second topic I wanted to get on is the current events going on in Afghanistan and our pullout and what that's caused. So hence the title of this episode, it's called Power is Temporary for a reason. Um, America has had power over Afghanistan or power within Afghanistan for quite some time. It's been 20 plus years, as a matter of fact. Um, so where have we gone? Why have we gone the route we've taken? And what is to happen next? So if we had to give a brief timeline for what happened, um, why we're even there in the first place. So as far as the time, a brief history of what went on in Afghanistan, well, how we got there, why we're there today, um, and why we pulled out. <laughs> so let's see just to briefly go over it so we started off there um really operation desert storm so to speak we were trying to stop uh russia from occupying so we set up proxies of russia so like in 79 or so and then you know the ussr well yeah the ussr that regime of russia invaded we were retaliating against them and that led us with reagan in 83 to training the mujahideen fighters so the mujahideen were um the rebel front against those who were anti you know they were against communistic rule that's what all this started off this is all a symptom of the red scare so 
they were in there and they were training the Mujahideen. We gave them stinger missiles for anti-aircraft. Uh, we also gave them formal training so that they'd be able to fight off the USSR. And in 89, the USSR pulled out. So the pro-Soviet government collapsed in 92. And then there was a power vacuum, kind of similar to what happened now, <clears throat> that sparked a civil war. So um, basically throughout the 90s, we've been in there giving them hell. The Mujahideen leaders swept in to take the power due to the whole pro-government of Soviets collapsing. So since that collapsed, the Mujahideen were fighting in the area from 92 to 96, basically. And then they eventually, the Taliban, what we know them today, took over. And then once the Taliban emerged in the region, it got to pretty much them doing what they do best, hurt their citizens, uh, retaliate against those who were not fighting on their side and things of that nature. Everything that you're seeing currently um, in the news in regards to Afghanistan, like I just recently saw that a folk singer in the region was kidnapped from his home and murdered. Just now, like I just recently saw that they are retaliating against anybody who had any involvement with America or any involvement with um, any faction that they disagree with. So but to continue the timeline thus far. Um, so we're into the 90s now. So 98 Clinton launched an airstrike on Al Qaeda bases. And this is significant because in August of 98, <coughs> he launched an airstrike on the Al Qaeda bases. This happened in 98, and the precursor to what we now know as 9-11, um, Mart, the Taliban destroyed a Buddha statue um, within their in region, and that was clearly a religious uh, figure that they just defaced. Um, ain't nothing better than <laughs> good old Muslim religion and Islam. That's where they're at. Shiites, honestly. That's what they practice. And then... We all know September 11th happens in 2001 in retaliation for our strike um, against them in 98. They um, took two planes. Well, actually, it took several more planes than that. But we know that planes hit the Twin Towers, and we are still giving them hell for what is now shaping up to be my generation's version of Desert Storm, which is the war on terror. And you're pretty much familiar in October, just immediately after September 11th, we was in there giving them hell. We occupied everything. Um, pretty much by next year, we um, dominated them. Actually, we dominated them by December. Uh, and then we prematurely called it a botch. I mean, um, a good job. We, you know, we won. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Nope, 2006, Taliban comes back. 10-year anniversary by 2011. NATO finally says we're done combating them in 2014. <clears throat> Formally done combating them. Now we're trying to win hearts and minds <laughs> because we can't stop the Taliban. We just can't stop them. Uh, it's similar to like Vietnam, the guerrilla warfare tactics and the area in its own right is difficult to conquer when the people who live there for thousands of years know every nook and cranny of it. There's no way you're going to be able to stop them. This <laughs> is just being honest. Um, not entirely, especially when you're trying to win, quote unquote, hearts and minds, but you're shooting the civilians themselves. There's a lot of shit that was going wrong within this 20 year time span. Um, so pretty much we were just playing cleanup all the way up until this point from 2015 
or rather 2014 up until this point. We were just playing cleanup, so we got Osama. Uh, we killed the le the head leader, the Mullah, um, sorry, head leader Mullah Omar, Omar, <laughs> Mullah Omar, sorry guys. Um, he was the head leader. He was killed in uh, 2015 in Ju on July the 29th. Um, and then now we're where we're at today where it was already enacted by Trump to pull out. And this is what's causing so much of a um, clusterfuck because we formally announced that we're leaving a country. And literally the one thing keeping the Taliban from taking over was our occupation. So when you formally announce to the enemy, we're pulling out at this time, this day, in this parameter, what do you think they're going to do? It's not like they're oblivious. So the Taliban has actually way more access to common technology than the citizens themselves. As a matter of fact, a firm reason as to why they are able to get a foothold of power and um, indoctrination into them is because they have a great way of manipulating um, sources of information and manipulating the local people. Um, <clears throat> due to the fact that they have access to cell phones, the internet, and things of that nature, and are able to um, have no restrictions, they can doctor whatever little evidence they need to show. Just as simple as showing a photo of being in this, you know, political room. Just a photo is worth a thousand words. So when they're showing that they actually have, like, you know, it's kind of like North Korea. You know, everything is staged. <laughs> everything is, you know, this, this looks like this, and that looks like that, and we're really here for you. The Americans, they're corrupt anyway. They're taking over, and they're just making it so that uh, they want who they want in charge in charge, and they don't follow the Islamic faith and things of that nature. And, you know, it really gets them fooled because the local people don't really have that much access to that, um, to, tr to the true information. Yes, there are some wealthier cities, of course, that have the access they need, but en masse, where they're fighting in Afghanistan, they really don't. So it's really about, like they said, a battle of hearts and minds. But when you have corrupt politicians that are corrupted by the Taliban, and you as an American are trying to work with them, but they're not holding up their ends due to the corruption on their side, it makes you look bad too. So that's pretty much why we've been losing the battle of attrition in Afghanistan. Now, I know this is, now we're getting to the juicy part. So once we pulled out, they clearly decided to wreck shop on everybody in Kabul. And the battle at Kabul um, was not a long one. Um, Biden likes to attribute it to that they didn't have no fighting spirit and then to keep up the good fight. It's like, no, you literally did not properly arm these people nor properly train them accordingly to what the threat level of what they're dealing with. And long story short, they were helpless without America the entire time. We kept them that way because our occupation wasn't really we could give less of a fuck about freedom. Let's let me let me let me um let me really be frank here. Uh, if we really truly cared about, say, freedom, we would just go about going head up to toe with everybody who restricts their citizens' freedom in some way, shape, or form. We'd be all throughout Africa. We would be all throughout North Korea. We would be all throughout everywhere else where freedom is an issue. But no, Afghanistan is a country... We like to think of Afghanistan as just rich in oil, but no, they have rich in minerals. They have rich in rich in uh outside of minerals of course oil um precious metals uh 
so pretty much everything that people need in this day and age. So you need oil, you need gold, copper, zinc, um, iridium. Like if it, when it comes to a natural resource that can come out of a mountain or out of the ground, Afghanistan has that. On top of that, Afghanistan's um, environment in general would be a great tourist attraction if you ever wanted to go. But it's a war zone, so don't do that. <laughs> but long story short, um, yeah, we occupy them not just to fight the Red Scare, because that's where this started. It was really to occupy for resources and establish trade agreements that allowed our oil to be the prices that it was, clearly. And also to get the rare minerals and resources. And if we fully occupied and fully indoctrinated our own brand of freedom in there, um, we definitely would have uh, been, a, I hate saying a lot better off, but it, because it, it's at the expense of somebody else, but you know, we're, pra let's just call a spade a spade. It's imperialism firsthand where we are just going over and taking over somebody's resources and saying it's ours now without officially really saying it's ours. But we all know who runs the show. If I decide to take your country, I'm doing it because look what I have. Look what you have. Not enough, right? Yeah. So that's basically what it is. Um, but the terrain itself is just too difficult to fully conquer. So we abandoned having um, occupation in there. Now, the funny thing is, is now the tables have turned because Russia never forgot about Afghanistan. And China has always been um, kind of nudging Afghanistan behind closed doors. Like, But long story short... The Taliban has been negotiating, and this is where we're going moving forward. The Taliban is currently negotiating and working with Russia in some capacity, as well as with China. And I really, uh, look, if you didn't think military, um, America was ran on the military-industrial complex, then you're sadly mistaken. Um, yes, we are a military industrial complex. And when war isn't going, we're not doing good. So um, guess what's going to happen, guys? I would say um, not to fear monger because I'm not a fear monger by any means. But I do know that war is going to happen soon. And it's due to um, this power vacuum that's happened. And now our foreign op opponents i don't want to call them enemies per se just yet but i mean let's call a spade a spade when it comes to financially they are enemies um in terms of global control of the world and hearts and minds and everything of that nature and also um financially and economically they are mounting themselves up to do you know warlike things like clearly china has been militarizing its um eastern seaboard for quite a while now um it's been actually very apparent that they are prepared to launch some form of military um tactic at some soon, soon point soon in the near future sorry for the stutter guys god damn but also same thing with russia it's not like russia just stopped being russia <laughs> you know what i'm saying cyber attacks from china and russia have been happening to us constantly um, it's something that always has been taking place. And now they're trying to get in good with Afghanistan so they can get pleasantries to those resources because why? It fuels the war machine. Um, do I believe we're going to have World War Three? I hope not. But I do know that 
um, we're almost done with the day of proxy wars, like what's taking place in Afghanistan. And that really is the greater, the greatest um, explanation of why Afghanistan is in turmoil today. Um, it's victimized by the proxy war stage from our forefathers during the Cold War. Uh, literally, uh, everything that we have currently gone through in regards to the war on terror and being in Afghanistan is a result of literally greed. It's a result of greed. That's just what it boils down to. Greed and um, fear tactics to fight for causes that are completely stupid um, in the grand scheme of things. We didn't win much by by any stretch of the imagination. We didn't win much. I would say that I'm going to still continue to look into the matter further. It seems like, yeah, everything right now in Afghanistan is you either lay down or you get murked, like, you know, or if you had anything to do with getting people that work for the Taliban or, you know, Taliban militants, if they know you to be an American supporter and things of that nature, you're dying. Um, your family's being tortured and things of that nature. So it's a really shitty time. And I really hate that by politics alone, people have to suffer. Uh, there still is active things going on within Afghanistan. There's still things going on to try to have some level of protection, but we all know it's superficial. So let's just keep uh, our hearts and minds open to their strife right now. I know it has nothing to do with America at large, but really it does because we set them up for failure. We set up the power vacuum to happen and... Once that happens, I hope we don't just rebound and jump back in to have more money fuel the military machine. But honestly, that would be the greater cause than what could be the worst case scenario, which is the war machines getting ramped up for World War Three between us and the allies <laughs> and Russia, China, North Korea and other communistic countries that would seek to ally themselves with those superpowers. Um, it, it really would seem that that is maybe where we're going, and it may, may even get to space, <laughs> because Elon Musk has definitely been a pioneer, and he might be the next Einstein in the World War Three that we may see today, because Einstein was definitely a wise man beyond his uh, years, and developed the Manhattan Project, which led to mutually assured destruction, <laughs> which is the nuclear bomb, and... I hope that there's no can of worms that gets opened up that will ultimately close our chapter here. But I hate to end on a bad note, so let's end on a happy note. I'm definitely going to be hitting you guys with a couple more quick hitters here. Um, that's me covering Afghanistan and my opinion on the matter. Uh, let me know. Like I said earlier, I'm going to keep y'all in the loop on uh, new things I want to start posting out. Check me out on Facebook. Call, look at me at CJ Smith on Facebook. You can find me then also you can just choose to follow me on all your major podcasting platforms so you can find me on spotify you can spot find me on apple Podcasts. you can spot find me on google Podcasts. you can find me on goddamn Podbean. you can even find me on anchor actually speaking of which anchor is a great platform i actually recommend anchor to anybody who's getting into the podcasting and content creation world it definitely is a very seamless platform that has a lot of applications and 
I haven't formally made my sponsorship yet, but that's about to happen too. So long story short, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you for allowing me a half hour of your time and covering the politics going on with Afghanistan. I'm going to get you with the alien talk soon because don't go nowhere about, uh, don't think it's malarkey. I guarantee you, I can almost prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that it wasn't just us here and it currently ain't us here especially with what the <laughs> government's been releasing. So it's been a pleasure. I love you guys. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This has been The Vent Show, and we just aired that shit out again. Peace. Love you.